You are listening to Starshot. I'm Kirby, your host and Game Master, and this is Dorothy, Chapter 2. The storm came, then went. Tension hung in the air, and even Doc seemed to be holding his breath as the two of you take shelter down below. One hour became three, three became nine, then nine became twenty before any help came. You can hear rubble being moved overhead, and a muffled voice promising help. What do you do? I I try my best to to try and push up. I guess I don't know. Give some sign that there's somebody alive in here. All right. Yeah. Uh, so amid like the shelving and uh, the reinforced walls, uh, you you get some. Uh, pants together, you're shouting and hollering for help, uh, banging these pants to let them know that you're there. Um, and sure enough, uh, with a uh, reply, you, you definitely hear another voice on the other side uh, calling out and telling you uh, that the they're, they're coming, uh, they're, they're moving the rubble out of the way, they'll get to you soon, just hold tight. Um, how has uh, Dorothy felt these last... Uh, these last 20 hours that she has been uh, in this shelter, uh, basically caved in from the collapse of her uh, homestead. Uh, she's had a lot of time to think, I think. Um, so I think maybe the first few hours she was talking to Doc, to the other biroids there, just trying to sort of figure out what the next steps were. But as the night's as the night kind of dragged on into morning, she just became more and more withdrawn. And uh, she's just been kind of thinking to herself um, about, you know, the events of the last month or so. And, you know, what, what this all means for her being buried under here. Um, you know, what, even if she does make it out, you know, what, what's going to happen next? What's going to become of her? How does the ranch look? she's just sort of at a loss so it's it almost you know gives her a heart attack when she hears that somebody's moving the rubble above her you sit with those thoughts uh for <clears throat> about another 10 minutes before uh the rubble is clear enough that you uh see someone's face and then uh you you eventually see their shoulders as they uh, continue to move debris out it is your closest neighbor uh who's really not that close you definitely couldn't walk over to uh get a cup of milk from them or anything like that uh you you would have to drive if you want to reasonably get there uh over to their to their homestead um they are the second farthest away from west sands obviously singer farm is the uh, farthest away uh from society and um tell me uh, like what what is your relationship with your solitary neighbor here um typically like do you interact with them at all is it just every now and then you see each other in town i mean we've gone uh, far back i suppose um just kind of whenever there's an emergency obviously nothing as big as all this uh, we've sort of been there looking after each other but aside from that not really been all that close it's more just you know hey i need a hand with this uh you know this equipment's not working hey you know there's a storm coming can you help me get 
you know, my cattle inside and that sort of thing. We haven't really gotten much to know each other. I know vaguely a bit about them, about, you know, what brought them here, what they do, you know, uh, their, their family, but that's about it. So your neighbor, uh, you, you can see the face of your neighbor. Um, he uh, smiles back at you. He is an older gentleman, um, a few years younger than you. Um, he's in his mid-50s. He has a, a dark uh, skin complexion, dark eyes, short hair, uh, unshaven face, uh, but a nice, friendly smile, even though he doesn't really talk much um, and he's been living alone these last couple of years. Uh, he goes by the name of Denver Russell. Now, uh, Denver uh, is peering through, and he's uh, calling down to you, Dorothy, hey, uh, we'll get you out there in a moment. And his face disappears for a moment, and you see a, another face. Um, you know the face. He's essentially this uh, temporary farmhand that works from time to time on Denver's farm, since Denver doesn't have quite as many byroads as you did. Um, or do, uh, rather. And uh, this kid, um, and he really is comparatively a kid uh, standing next to Russell and in your presence. He, this kid is uh, in his early 20s and he has a light skin complexion, freckled face, um, green eyes, and a head full of uh, red hair. Um, and he is uh, helping Denver to uh, shovel aside some of the debris. At this point, uh, Doc, who had been injured on his way down to the uh, shelter because he was insisting that you go down first, helps as best as he can. He has a very, uh, he has an injured arm that is hanging off his socket, basically, uh, his left arm. And so he's he's moved up, uh, up the stairs and is using his right arm to uh, help uh, clear out some of this debris and within a couple of minutes uh, the debris has finally cleared enough for you and the dock uh, to finally uh, ingress from this shelter. Uh, when you climb the stairs your home around you and everything you know is just a pile of debris. If it wasn't for the debris this would easily just be a hole in the ground where your safe room is. You can tell because there's no uh, there's no walls anymore. Just glancing off into the uh, distance, the shed where your other biroids um, are normally uh, kept overnight. That sheltering has been also destroyed uh, by the storm, and uh, what was left of your crops uh, has uh, been absolutely torn uh, to shreds uh, by last night's storm as well. Denver offers an awkward smile it seems forced but he is giving you a uh, look over making sure that you're okay and he asks you as much hey denver it's uh wow it's all gone isn't it uh he's standing in kimbo now uh nodding fervently as he's looking around it's same situation for me too it's my place has been leveled i even have as half as much debris as you have and he uh, chuckles at that, trying to make light of the situation. Uh, but you can tell that he himself is bothered by this whole thing. And he sa and he uh, gestures to his companion, the the, uh, the young man that was helping him out. Uh, he says, uh, "This is Aiden. I I, th I think you might have met him before. Honestly, if it wasn't for him, I'd I'd probably have been dead by now. Uh, he came by just in the nick of time last night." Really, I'm surprised anyone was make a, able to make it through all this. 
Yeah, you sure are lucky, Denver. I mean, I guess as lucky as either of us can be, right? <laughs> right. Uh, well, uh, young Aiden here has suggested that we come by and make sure that you are all right, and I, I'm glad we did. I, I know we don't talk much. Sorry for that, but, uh, you know, we're kind of all we have out here, especially uh, especially considering how far out we are. And um, I, I'm actually heading uh, to the city. There's room for you and your uh, Bayreuth here, if you like. Well, just um, when are you heading out, do you think? Well, uh, I think we get fueled up and ready to go in half an hour. Uh, we, we really don't have much of anything to pack anymore. Just whatever we could uh, stow away in our shelter. Right. Well, sure. Yeah, that, I think that'd be, that'd be good. I think I need a few minutes, if that's all right with you, just to say goodbye, I guess you could say. Hayden, thank you. Thank you so much. We, we, we both owe you a debt of gratitude that I, I can't imagine how we'll ever pay, but it's, uh, it's, it's good that we have you all. We all have each other out here. Yes, ma'am. And that was Hayden talking. And the two uh, take a moment to survey the media surrounding one more time and then uh, leave you to your own uh, devices. Uh, they, they walk off to a uh, land vehicle that is just several meters away um, from what used to be your kitchen. So what do you do? Well, how many bioroids are left now at this point besides uh, Doc? Uh, so Doc was the only one that went down into the shelter with you. Going over to the debris of the uh, shelter, you do not see any uh, any biroids, no damaged parts, nothing um, amid this debris. And in fact, uh, once you go ahead and uh, make a perception check for me, it's going to be hard. Uh, so you're going to be rolling three purple dice. Take a boost die because of Doc is there, um, and he definitely has an eye for detail. Uh, and can definitely take in more information that you can in a single glance. Uh, no offense, but he is a biroid. Uh, so that works out to your favor. Um, you do have a story point if you want to spend that. Ooh, two failures in advantage. Let's talk about the uh, failure here. Uh, so uh, docking you, you definitely spend a good five minutes um, uh, scouring the place, uh, moving the rubble that you that you physically can, um, you being older and Doc being injured, uh, that's not a whole lot of debris, but you don't spy a single piece of uh, Bioroid technology here. It would seem that the Bioroids uh, did not remain in shelter. Uh, however, you can't seem to tell where they would have gone off to. After those five minutes have passed, you have Denver uh, calling out, Miss Singer, I, I'm sorry, but I, uh, it, it's already getting kind of late in the day. Yeah, you think you're ready to go? Just just a little bit, just a little while more. Uh, let me just, you know, uh, I was just checking after my Bioroids. The funniest thing, they, they seem to have just up and, and vanished. Have you, uh, anything like that happen over, uh, over at your place? Uh, he shares the look with uh, Aiden. Uh, the two of them already uh, walking over your way. Uh, so you don't have to shout at each other. Well, uh, I, I had that Goodson Foundation rep uh, come yesterday. Uh, they did a recall. I just assumed that they recalled yours as well. Hmm. All right. Well, I saw that they wouldn't have told me anything. I... Hmm. All right. Well, um, just I won't be much longer. Um, Doc, would you mind just getting the things together? I mean, I think there's maybe a couple of suitcases uh, left down in the shelter there. That's sort of about it. And 
the guns, I guess. Don't forget the guns. I mean, you know, you never know, I guess, right? Doc nods. Very well, ma'am. And he uh, begins marching off toward the remains of your uh, home uh, to collect those items. Oh, really quick, before we forget about it, did you want to spend that advantage for anything? Um, yes, because next time I'm going to be... I, I think I'm going to go to my old bedroom. What's left of it, anyway. Okay. Um, so you go to your old bedroom. Uh, what, how's the advantage tie in here? Um, well, I guess I'm just looking for something, anything, really, you know, from my life beforehand. Anything maybe I, I missed, anything I don't have packed up already that I could just <coughs> bring with me as a reminder. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, uh, find amid the, uh, rubble, um, a, a little compact, um, uh, disc that you, uh, that's basically used to uh, project uh, holographic pictures, um, and this is an older model, and it's, uh, it can flip between several different um, pre-programmed pictures. Uh, but what is perhaps the most cherished uh, picture that this uh, hollow frame, as it were, um, has of you and your past? Well, uh, there's probably a couple on there. I guess maybe one of them would be before we left, you know, when I was uh, to be betrothed with, with Dancer. Uh, that's probably one of them, and I guess the only other one I could really think of is that first year that we actually managed to turn this place into, into a success, uh, Daddy and me, uh, that is. Um, you know, just uh, the, the first year without any bloodshed, without, you know, losing anything to the planet and actually able to eke out a living. I remember we we stopped for a second to take a picture in front of the front of the sign, you know, which is now, I'm sure, just rubble and uh, just, uh, you know, sort of a celebration sort of thing. You know, we're there. He's smiling. I'm smiling, maybe in spite of myself. And uh, we're uh, we've got a bottle of champagne there. So. That's probably with some. It's probably those two. I would say, at least. Okay. Yeah. I think we see a uh, shot of you, where's uh, from your hips up, and you are flitting through these pictures. And over your shoulder, um, off in the distance, we can see uh, Doc walking over with a duffel bag uh, filled with some supplies um, over to uh, Denver's uh, vehicle. Uh, Denver and uh, Aiden are, uh, which is named for the the farmhand, um, are uh, entering the vehicle themselves and uh, yeah, just quietly waiting. And I, I think uh, the way this scene ends is just you finally uh, tucking away that hollow frame and uh, walking to the uh, vehicle. We have an overhead shot of uh this vehicle driving uh across the uh, largely flat terrain um this is very uh dry land and the farther we get away from singer's farm uh the more apparent it becomes that uh your farm is essentially a oasis in the desert um the land itself uh soon turns into rolling dunes and but the vehicle is built for that and we just see this long trail of uh, dust kicking up uh, behind you uh, 
having an inside shot of the cabin uh, from Dorothy's view, uh, Dorothy through this long drive and it's a two hour trip uh, by using this vehicle to get to the city. Um, you notice a myriad of uh, animal activity, um, always off in the distance. They're always uh, staying clear of the vehicle itself. Uh, but you see like a flock of cerulean wing moths, uh, which are a beautiful small bird that um, likes to hang out in the uh, in West Sands. Um, they are essentially nicer looking pigeons, to be honest. Um, you see after not long after that, you see a herd of these uh, scaly pango sand dogs uh, moving in mass, and they're just kind of like these armored, like prairie dog eater type creatures, um, and they don't usually pop their heads up um, in the city itself, but they can be uh, sighted fairly close to West Sands on the uh, on the outskirts of the city. And uh, they're typically also a peaceful animal. And eventually, uh, as the city of West Sands can be seen in the horizon, uh, you see the uh, easily domesticated red horn uh, tapers uh, who love hanging in and around uh, West Sands. Uh, they are among the first creatures to essentially just self-domesticate themselves and yet even them are even they are moving uh away from the city and you see them in uh small packs here and there but it's still an unusual sight um all the while uh the radio is uh playing um of the news uh you hear news of how earlier in the day um just hours before you were recovered uh, the Aspiration, which is the generation ship uh, that has been 30 years in the making, is supposed to be carrying uh, the population of uh, this planet um, away as per the agreement with the world soul, um, which is uh, for our listeners who might not be listening to the other uh, character chapters and might just be listening to yours. Uh, the world soul, again, is this... Uh, basically this living entity. The world itself is living and uh, evidently there are two personalities, one that wants to preserve, one that wants to uh, destroy, and the one that wants to destroy made a compromise to where basically humanity has a century to uh, get off of this rock and go elsewhere. Otherwise it's going to incur its full wrath and it's quite unsure what humanity or even the uh, world soul that wants to preserve can do about that. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so the aspiration is this generation ship that was supposed to carry you all away and it was near completion and evidently there was an explosion aboard the ship. Uh, there are a lot of talks about what this might mean uh, for society going forward. Um, there's still 70 years, so there's time to rebuild but this is definitely uh dampering uh everyone's moods um how does dorothy feel about it personally it just makes a bad day even worse i mean she knew that she was never going to get off of this rock she planned you know, full well on dying here and being <clears throat> long dead by the time humanity managed if they ever managed to get off of here so that's never not really her concern but 
the thing about Dorothy is, is that, you know, even though she hasn't had much human contact, it doesn't mean that she can't empathize with people, you know, and the fact that now so many people's hopes are dashed, I think in this moment especially, she can definitely relate to that, you know. And maybe, yeah. you know, if she was feeling a little hopeless before, well, let's say pretty hopeless before, that this just sort of makes it even more, it casts even more of a cloud, I think, over her face. Mm-hmm. And uh, as that news bit um, goes on, um, they talk about how there's going to be a uh, this vigil um, in West Sand Square. Um, and uh, Aiden, who has been largely quiet, for the duration of this trip uh, says in a voice that cracks, um, even though uh, his face is stoic, uh, his voice betrays his emotion upon hearing this news because clearly Denver and Aiden hadn't heard this yet. Um, Aiden says, I I think I want to go to that. If that's all right with you. Um, And he's, he's asking, Denver and uh, Denver, who has been making small talk with you, um, but otherwise focusing his eyes on getting to uh, West Sands, uh, t- gives Aiden his uh, leave. Uh, there clearly is no farm for him to work on, so he's not really an employer, and yet Aiden was uh, looking for permission, anyways. Uh, Denver uh, glances over at you now that you're just 10 minutes from city limits of West Sand. And he says, well, I'm probably going to go to Amy Fawn's for some kelp soup. But uh, if, if you like, you, you can join me or I, I can just drop you off wherever you want. Where where are you staying? I, I think I'd like, um, I, it sounds great to join you, but really I think I'd like a little bit of uh, time to myself um, just just to start with. Where, where, where are we staying uh, in town? I was going to say at uh, my ex's house. Uh, he has the uh, couch set up for me. He would he would probably take you into if you'd like. No, that's that's fine. I, I I wouldn't want to impose. I, you know, there's probably some lodgings around here. I'll I'll tell you what. Why don't we go to where you know you're already planning on going, and I'll just uh, I'll find some lodgings nearby. There's there's got to be a hotel or, or something. You know, and I can just I can just set up shop. You know, because if it's to the point where you're on the couch, and then of course there's me and uh, and Doc and uh, Gaden there. I mean that that that's a full house. So no, you've done enough. You've you've done enough. But why don't I why don't I just get some lodgings and uh, freshen up a little bit? And it's been a long ride after all for you know, a lady my age. And uh, how about I just I'll meet up with you. Sure, sure. So I uh, I think we cut to the front of Amy Fons, um, who. Uh, they, they've kept their uh, doors open. Um, Amy Fons is a uh, restaurant chain uh, throughout um, Stepping Stone and West Sands, uh, the two and only cities of this uh, colony here um, on Janus. Uh, and they're still open, although uh, they have made it clear that they're closing early to go to the vigil. And Aiden and uh, Denver enjoy a meal together there. And I, I assume you two part ways. Um, where where does Dorothy and Doc go? Um, we find just a small uh, hotel nearby, I think. Just nothing too fancy, really. Just like, you know, a room. Um, <clears throat> maybe like a little, you know, not, not, not even a suite, but maybe there's a bed in one room and a couch in the other, sort of. 
Yeah. Of, of course. Like, yeah. like an apartment, um, basically, but, you know, but for short mm-hmm. term, even. Uh, so the city seems to be dead quiet as you uh, traverse um, the city, trying to uh, hit up the local lodgings. Um, it takes longer than you expected. First and foremost, there aren't a whole lot of hotels to begin with in this society. And a lot of those hotels that you're going to on foot uh, are, are closed. They seem to have closed early uh, to allow their employees to go to the vigil. Um, you finally, you eventually do uh, reach a uh, hotel with some vacancy. And uh, they just flat out tell you that um, in light of uh, today's events, uh, you can have a room for the night for free. Especially if you share your story with them, you could potentially... Uh, milk that for a longer stay for free if you like Uh, but that's up to you i'm not sure how dorothy would handle that kind of situation i mean i think maybe if it came to it she would but um i think for right now it's she'd just you know thank you them you know be gracious and then move on from there i guess i'm not sure i'm not sure she plans on staying here very long Mm -hmm. okay great i think we get a transitional shot of the uh city skyline now what sands is built in the middle of a desert uh, with much of it uh, built into and around a canyon, actually. Um, and indeed, like, the center of the city uh, can be seen from your uh, from your room's window. And there are essentially these, uh, some man-made bridges between canyon sides, uh, some nature-made bridges, uh, natural bridges forming uh, between mountains or between, uh, not mountains, but between uh, the canyon size as well. And society has pretty much built a very green, uh, very carbon neutral uh, city here. Uh, Not much of the landscape was manipulated uh, to make this city. And a lot of the material here was not built to last. Um, A lot of this will uh, degrade and eventually weather away shortly after humanity is supposed to be gone another hundred years um, that said uh, what is built here is it's nice uh, every rooftop has uh, some sort of greenery um, or solar panels attached to the buildings and uh, because of those solar panels when we see the sun uh, setting sun off in the distance it kind of strikes the panels in such a way that uh, looking out onto the city uh, from your high point in your room it's very much like a glittering sea that way. And yeah, uh, how does Dorothy spend her evening? She spends it just looking out onto the city, just kind of staring out uh, from, I guess it's like a balcony or a window. What's the setup up there? Uh, you got you have a balcony. I think we see uh, Doc trying his best to repair his own arm, sitting on your bed like over your shoulders as we have a shot of you looking out from your balcony. And yeah, uh, for a frame of reference, just to not like putting a hard time on it, but to line it up with uh, other events that are going on in the city, uh, said vigil should have started at this point, and uh, not quite. Um, like looking in the general direction, uh, there there's like a nest of buildings that uh, block the view of West Sands uh, Square, which is built like halfway into the canyon itself. Um, so yeah, from your, from your point of view, you cannot see it. What about on the roof? Yeah, uh, you head over to the roof. Uh, you barely have a view of it from that angle, but, uh, yeah, you, you see some massive, uh, crowds there. 
Um, and in fact, uh, once you make another uh, perception check for me, and this is going to be, uh, it's going to be, I would say hard only because of the distance that you're looking. Okay. So two green, three purple. Oh, all, all the results have canceled out. That's that's great. Uh, what you do see is that there seems to be, you can't see details from this distance, but you see uh, green billowing smoke uh, coming from the square. In addition to that, you uh, see a couple of police drones uh, flying by your rooftop, uh, heading toward the uh, direction of the uh, vigil. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all you manage to see. The smoke's not something that would be normal, right? It was just meant to be a candlelight vigil, right? Right. And uh, it's also not supposed to be uh, this green, uh, this emerald green that's billowing from the uh, square either. Um, so it's, it's a, this colored smoke is not the, uh, it's definitely not the smoke of any sort of bonfire or anything like that. Well, the farmhand's there. Is it Aiden or Caden? Aiden. Aiden. Aiden's there. I mean, uh, ordinarily Dorothy was just going to, you know, spend some time to herself because, I mean, she's... It's, she thinks, you know, it's good that, that people can express their grief, but she doesn't really have any tangible way of doing that, so doesn't feel connected enough to this vigil to attend. But, you know, she she instantly just thinks about uh, Aiden being down there, so I think she's going to go down and, and try and find him, make sure he's okay. Okay, um, let us do another roll. Uh, you're going to use your Knowledge Society roll um, to figure out, because I, I think, like, Time would be of, of the essence here if you're really going to like help out and if there's like deep trouble you'd, you'd probably be hurried and would probably want to try to navigate your way over there the quickest way possible. Uh, so I think we're going to use Knowledge Society to kind of reflect that. Um, you can get two boost dice from uh, Doc if you're bringing him along. Uh, Doc has unsuccessfully uh, like he, he needs a lot of time and better tools to like self-repair so his arm's still like dangling but he goes with you uh obviously um but yeah uh, you can go ahead and roll with two boost dice and knowledge society and this will be a this is a well-known area so let's say it's going to be a um easy check however i'm going to be spending a story point to upgrade that so you're going to be rolling against one purple also uh roll with a setback die that's those are the black dice you personally don't come to the city that often, and some of the uh, streets have changed since your last visit, so yeah, uh, we'll have a setback for that. Alright, uh, we have a success, but we have a threat. Uh, so, uh, you begin to uh, race through the city streets to get down there. Thankfully, Doc has used the, uh, the Wi-Fi that is provided, not just from the... Uh, hotel there um I, this is a future society that actually cares about having all of the citizens connected uh so doc had just finished downloading new maps and uploaded a new route uh to get to the west sands uh square uh so you the two of you um make it down to the area in short time all the while um you begin to know something curious uh about what's going on uh, first and foremost, uh, you see police cruisers uh, that are just lazily driving through the streets in the perimeter area. They seem not to like be overly worried about actually responding to what's going on 
um, at the West Sand Square, right? And I think when you finally make it over to the square, uh, you see people running. You, you turn the corner, uh, people are running past you. One person has like blood all over his face and he's holding his uh, hand up to a wound that he suffered there. Uh, you can hear people shouting, uh, people coughing and wheezing from the uh, green smoke. Um, and I think your threat here is really just a uh, point of strain against you as you asserted yourself uh, to get here as quickly as you did. The square itself uh, seems to largely be clearing out at this point, uh, but there are still people there coughing and gagging, and there are some people, evidently some fights have broken out for some reason, and on top of that, once you go ahead and actually make a uh, vigilance check, and uh, this is going to be, uh, I think this is gonna be average. All right. And you have a story point again, um, so if you wanna use that, you have it to spend. And this is just against what again? Uh, this is average, so it's going to be two purple. <clears throat> and again, you have a story point if you want to spend yeah, it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that then. So that gives okay. me a what exactly? Uh, you change out one of your greens to a yellow. Okay. Here goes nothing. Okay, that's two success, two, successes, two threats. Two threats. Uh, so you see a number of things going on um, in this chaos. Uh, first and foremost, you do see Aiden. Uh, he is helping an elderly man uh, limping, limp away to the safety of the West Sands Mall, uh, which borders the uh, square here. Um, on top of that, he has uh, some unfamiliar face, a young woman um, also trying to help this elderly, elderly man out the chaos of the situation. Um, on top of that, there are a couple other things you, you notice. Uh, you notice that there are... Uh, vagrants essentially um picking fights with uh folks amid this chaos and they are wearing uh they are wearing masks uh so the smoke does not seem to affect them at all uh additionally you see um off to your right on the other side of the mall that uh no one who's standing in the square would have a good view of uh, is a large truck uh, with uh, surrounded by police officers, evidently, and a lot of the clones uh, being marched onto onto the uh, back of this truck. Uh, now, for reference, uh, clones in this society are essentially made and given the jobs of uh, basically your retail service or your your fast food clerk, etc. Um, they are basically given the, uh, quote unquote, not real jobs so that quote unquote real people, uh, can do the, uh, real jobs of being engineers, being scientists, etc., etc. stuff that is useful to getting humanity off of, uh, Janus, right? Um, and so you see, oddly enough, uh, all these police officers not doing a damn thing about what's happening in the square, uh, but escorting, uh, clones of all people out of the out of the back of this mall uh so what do you do i've got to act quick i mean i that's definitely disturbing what's happening over there but i need to get aiden and these people he's helping out of danger i mean he's just a helping soul he's just trying to do the right thing here i can always write a very sternly worded letter to the police officers later uh aiden aiden uh, you try calling out to him, um, and in fact, uh, he 
uh, as him and the other two people that he's helping out uh, take a rest uh, near one of the pillars of uh, of this mall, uh, b- b- just before entering the actual mall, um, he uh, he sees you, uh, takes a moment to rest her, but uh, he is waving an arm. And I think what our two threats here is that uh, you have um, a pair of uh, officers who have arrived on scene, as it were, um, and uh, they are quickly trying to take control of the situation. Uh, They have uh, full gear on uh, to include uh, masks, uh, some right gear, and uh, they grab you firmly by the uh, shoulder and uh they are yelling at you through their masks uh get out of here this isn't safe this area is closed off what do you do get your hands off of me you can definitely see that there's some conflict with doc he can't do anything about this situation but you can tell that he wants to um, he doesn't normally express too much emotion on his face, except for when he's delivering bedside manners. Uh, but here, he seems very agitated by what's going on right now. And uh, that officer who is grabbing you firmly by the shoulder, essentially just shoves you back and says, Get out of here, it is not safe. And uh, he begins walking with his uh, partner toward the square. And I think we're going to have you do a discipline check, actually. Um, and post discipline check against his leadership. Uh, so uh, your difficulty here is going to be informed by how authoritative this uh, random officer is. And so that's just going to be one red, one purple. Or I'm sorry, one red, two purples. Okay. Well, I have one rank and uh, discipline plus career. Uh, and then willpower is two. Uh, so that is uh, one yellow and one green for you. I'm spending a. I'm actually going to go ahead and spend a story point uh, to upgrade one of those purples I just gave you into another red. So to recap, you have you now have two reds, one purple. Um, you now have a story point back in your pool. Would you like to immediately spend it to upgrade your dice pool, or to perhaps like introduce some other like factor here in the setting? Because remember, like story points aren't just for like upgrading your rolls. You can introduce uh, details. Like something else, maybe it distracts them, allows me to get through. Okay, yeah. Um, perhaps like when those fights that have been breaking out um, carries over and uh, consumes the cop's partner that had already been like approaching the uh, square um, and just basically consumes these two officers. So yeah, we, we can... Um, Spend a story point to introduce that fact and also upgrade your uh, role at the same time. Okay, so uh, this yep. gives me then, if I'm for those of us keeping track at home, so two yellows, two yellow, yep. two red, two red, one, one purple, and that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't feel good about this. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, three successes, uh, three threats. So uh, events essentially happen uh, just as we just discussed. Uh, The officers become uh, engrossed in this sudden melee where they've taken out their uh, uh, pepper spray or batons to try to, like, subdue this this out-of-control group. Um, And you do notice that, like, uh, the other half of this fight is goons with uh gas masks as well and the officers seem to be uh taking their side 
Um, but you skirt around them uh, and begin to make your way down to uh, Aiden. Um, I think that uh, one of the threats here is that uh, you take another point of strain. I'm going to spend two threats to say that a cancer uh, falls at your feet and it begins to hiss as it releases uh, more of that green gas um, as you're trying to make your way over to uh, Aiden. Um, what do you do about that? Uh, I guess I take kind of, I've got sort of like a shawl on. I guess I kind of just take that and, and pull it in front of my, my nose and mouth and just try and cover up while soldiering on. Okay, yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead and actually do a uh, resilience check for me. Uh, this is going to be against two purple. Uh, we'll give you uh, we'll give you a boost for the shawl idea. Um, that's fine. You're also on the move, so that helps too. We'll give you a setback uh, just because of the general chaos of the area. Now that you're at this point, uh, because you're moving closer to Aiden, you're kind of in the thick of it now. And even though with the square like clearing out, um, there's still like that just means even more people are like in the perimeter here, right? Uh, so yeah, no, okay. Yeah, so it's just three green, uh, one blue, one black, two purple. And in fact, I'm gonna go ahead and just spend another story point. Uh, so change one of those purples into a red. Good heavens, a single advantage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you're going to take a uh, so you, you begin to inhale some of this uh, billion, b billowing smoke despite your best efforts. Um, you kind of, uh, you, you find your movement um, being slowed down uh, by, a, uh, by a gaggle of people um, crossing your path, uh, basically disallowing you from getting away from that smoke as fast as you would have liked. Um, you're going to take, uh, you're going to take four strain uh, what would you like your advantage to be? You can use the advantage if you'd like to reduce that strain by one if you don't want to take as much strain. Or we can introduce some other small detail. Sure, so that'll bring me up to five. Um, okay, uh, so yeah. Eventually you push through this uh, crowd who now have the same idea of uh, rushing into uh, the mall here uh, to just get indoors and away from this mess. And uh, you, you do make it over to uh, Aiden. Um, the old man that he's helping had evidently been uh, stabbed in the gut. So uh, he has uh, this flowering uh, red stain across his shirt um, from the wound itself. And uh, beside him, um, that's also helping Aiden and this elderly man, is a uh, young woman uh, with a... Um, with tan skin uh, and dark uh, blue black hair, um, and she gives Doc uh, a one look over because uh, I assume Doc is still following you through this crowd, and says, "Please, you have to help him. He he's my father. Please." What do you do? Do what he says. All right, uh, Doc begins to uh, do his best with one arm to minister uh, first aid, though he doesn't immediately have anything on him. Uh, and so the four, of, or actually five of you, uh, begin uh, looking around uh, for something that you can do to uh, help this help this bleeding and take care of the situation. And I think um, I think this is where we're going to end tonight's session. Is in the middle of this uh, chaos.
Thank you for listening to Starshot. All music and art was done by Solly, whose link can be found in the show notes. If you like the latest news on Starshot, follow us on Twitter at StarshotPod. We'll see you among the stars.